and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. You've been waiting all weekend for us to to sum everything up for you in the world that uh, happened in the last three days, and, and it's not going to do it because we don't know. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, we were busy drunk on the floor. What were you doing? I don't know. We're, we're not any smarter about this stuff than you. Oh, I was I was sucking down uh, truly seltzers all weekend long, just in the floor doing snow angels. I don't know. Why, why do you think I know anything? Were you? <laughs> no. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here eating this shit from the Costco. What do you got? Oh, those are good. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is That's a addictive. Hoodies Almond Lovers Mix. My God. Dark chocolate covered almonds, white chocolate covered almonds, coconut macaroon flavored almonds, blanched Lord. almonds, roasted salmon sauce, salmon almonds, salt salted almonds. Because if they have salmon Ooh. almonds, that's going to be bad. That's not going to yeah. be good at all. It's salmon. <laughs> Boy, well, that's an old one, isn't it? It sure is. All right. Um, I I got a couple quick notes here. They're not they're not big things, but if you can choose one of these, then we can go to something important. Uh, uh, number one, Kentucky, the Jewgrass State. <laughs> uh, number two, let's play hide the texts. All right. Or number three. Ted Cruz says the loud portion out loud. Uh, let's do hide the text first, and then we can get on to uh, the the biggest asshole in Texas, and that's saying a lot. The Secret <laughs> Service just can't find those texts from in and around the insurrection of January the 6th of 2021, but they have been ordered to find them. Got to get them by Tuesday, or you're in big trouble, mister. I don't think that's a problem. I think because you really can't lose your texts. Mm-hmm. Right, because the the uh, the carrier don't they don't they have your texts? Don't it's the- a, that's a murky thing. Um, yeah. Some uh, carriers keep them for up to ten days. Some do not. There's there's a different standard, and there's no legal standard for them having to keep your text. So it's very it's it's kind of hit and miss. But it- all right, we'll put that into the mix here and and uh, ask you the question i'll answer it myself too when you get a new phone yeah when you get a is the first thing you try to do i want to get rid of all of the contacts and texts that i have on messaging it's very important i'm getting a new phone right wipe it clean no i was i was at the store one time and and the young lady the thing had a SIM card in it. It activated right there, and my text started popping up, and I was like, no, no, don't look at those. <laughs> oh, no, let's not. No, no, no. So, yeah, that's that's not obviously what I do. Yeah. All right. So, and then the other. Oh, they were accidentally erased. Mm-hmm. You can't accidentally erase no. a text. I don't know. I mean, you, don't, you and I don't have the same phone. You have an Android. App. But to get to, to, to erase or get rid of a text yeah. on, it is a – it's a several-step process. You have to really try hard, just in your regular, you know. The, it's not involuntary. It's, it's not it's involuntary. A, it's yeah. It's, right. it's a deliberate <laughs> yeah. process. Yeah. Text can't is. fall off of your phone. Right. No, that's that's right, not so going to happen. Let's try to figure this out. They they obviously um, had been texting beforehand, during, and after 
what was going on. And they obviously were either in support of or were agnostic about what was going on in front of them associated with Trump. And a this I can't prove this. This is just my theory mm. that a collective decision was made at the top that the best thing to do, and we'll worry about what happens later if somebody really wants these, but it's this is like Nixon. In, in retrospect, remember, he always said, I should have burned the tapes. Okay. Right. If he would, if he would have burned the tapes, he would have still been in a shitload of trouble. Um, but even Nixon realized that by, by burning the tapes, it would have been worse for the country probably. So he didn't do it for whatever reason. He didn't do it. But the Secret Service, in effect, burned the tapes here, right? That's correct. So the downside well, of burning the tapes to them was not as bad as the the uh, downside of them being revealed to have done something really, really wrong. But what? Wait, wait, wait a minute, Watergate boy, you missed a great chance for a Rosemary Woods thing. They just put their their foot on the pedal and then reached way over. And that's how they got rid of the text. Right, right. And but uh, again, that's why you know Watergate is like single A baseball. <laughs> compared to what is, is good, has been going on by so many different parties, by multiple entities. And now uh, we have the Secret Service. And uh, my last check on the story was that the January 6th committee says, don't worry, we're getting them. We got you're, them. You're going to get them. But, I mean, I think the more disturbing part is that it appears that there are at least certain people, I don't know if it's the leadership or who it is, who are covering for the worst president in our country's history. And that's a little disturbing to me. That's it. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> yeah what, whatever happened to this, you know, we protect the presidency and the person holding the office at any given time. That's our job. But we are not partisan. We don't take – and clearly we know, just like judges, they're not perfect human beings and they're not fully unbiased. But this indicates something beyond that. In fact, when you think about it, when we saw what was going on inside the mind of Justice Alito, and he was speaking on behalf of several other justices back in May, when the uh, the leak of what was uh, going to be the decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, remember that 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 came out. Um, that was that was unvarnished stuff. That was the real thing. Uh, the Secret Service says it ain't going to happen to us. <laughs> right? We're 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 flushing that sucker. Um, so now you know we have to investigate that, and you know it it never ever ends. It never ends, and it's really really terrible. So the uh, guy who's uh, written a book here called "Standing Next to History: An Agent's Life Inside the Secret Service." Of course, he was a uh, former agent. He says the entire story that the texts were accidentally erased was bullshit. Of course. And he says it's a cover-up. It's criminal. That's kind of it, emails and texts do not get erased. You may take them off your phone. You may take them off some server, but they exist somewhere in cyberspace. So the NSA should be able to get them. The committee um, should turn immediately to the National Security Agency to have every wait. The NSA knows 
all my texts. Well, here's here's the deal. And and to be fair, uh, the the Secret Service has been troubled for a while. But it was more along the lines of, hey, we got some hookers in South America, right? It wasn't, we aided and abetted insurrection. It, it wasn't really along those lines. That was good shit. That, <laughs> that was exactly. good trouble, okay? That was good trouble, as John Lewis said. This is bad trouble. These, those were the good old days when all you had to do was worry about them coming back with a case of the clap. Now it's aiding and abetting insurrection. And it right. appears if, if Donald Trump is actually reelected, they're going to use WhatsApp from now on. So they can just scrub everything and nobody will ever get it. You won't use text at all. It'll be WhatsApp or Kick or Signal or one of those things where you'll never be able to. Uh, the text will disappear right up into the you know the the ether, and and you'll never be able to find them again. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that's that's the beginning of the week leading up to. Uh, I guess there'll be a mention of this. I would assume at the uh, the prime time show on Thursday. Uh, the the last in this uh, opening series of hearings by the House of uh, Representatives there. Okay? All right. Good enough. Um, Kentucky, the uh, Jewgrass State, or Ted Cruz says the loud portion out louder. Uh, Let's do Cancun Ted because he's running his mouth again and he's just a moron. Yeah. Um, So Ted Cruz basically is saying flat out uh we're we're going after gay marriage we're going after that decision we're we're going to get that sucker um the, let, let me find the uh version over here it's, it's, there it is all right that'll work um this was saturday and if this sounds familiar the language stop me The Supreme Court was clearly wrong when it decided in 2015 that same-sex marriage was legal under the Constitution. Sound familiar? Uh, That was a five-to-four decision. That was back in uh, the good old days when Justice Kennedy would uh, take the right side on a lot of these uh, issues, and he would be the fifth vote. But now we got us a brand-new team. We got Brett Kavanaugh, one of his uh, old uh, law clerks, taking his place, so... That five to four goes the other way very often. Uh, the case was Obergefell versus Hodges. Obergefell is still around. See him. He's a nice fellow. Anyway, the decision back then made it illegal for any state, D.C., to deny you a marriage certificate if you're a, a same-sex couple. you got to allow it. Boom. All right, so Ted Cruz says uh, we're, we're going to hopefully go after that, which means I guess that's kind of a – I don't know if that's a signal. Not that the Supreme Court pays attention to what Ted Cruz says. You can't imagine that they do, because they can take a case anytime they want. But you can see the the uh, skids are, are are greased here. Bad language, in effect. Sorry. Um, that uh, <laughs> what? What did I nothing, say? What nothing. did I say? It's a common what saying. It's a common saying. It's a. That's all it is. You know what? May may uh, may uh, two members of your family get monkeypox before next week? Yes. Ho, ho. Thank you. Uh, so that one's up. For, that's going to be next. They're 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 all coming here, and um, aren't I, there, I mean, I, I know to the the so-called values voter, I know that this is like Viagra. I know that they're getting rock hard, 
But I don't think statements like this from Ted Cruz really helps the Republicans for for the midterms, because I do think a lot of Americans are kind of okay with gay marriage. Yeah, well, it's sort of like we moved on from that. Yeah, kind of. Well, and, 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 you know, the real the real laboratory um, experiment with legalized gay marriage in America now for what, six, seven years, which for most of us who said, you know, let her rip, let, let, let's have it, let's stop bugging these people, let them get married if they want, was just the two people who you don't know getting married. Does that affect your life? Does that change you? If right. You got a couple. And, and so now after six or seven years, what Ted Cruz is saying is not based on, oh, it turns out a lot of neighbors' lives were ruined because there was a gay couple in the next apartment. <laughs> that, that's not what happened. Okay? This is just bigotry. This is just hate. This is just homophobia. This is just playing to the worst element of, uh, of American society. And this is... This is all about, and you know, for years, Britt, occasionally, we bring up this idea that when you think about what conservatism is now, what Republicans play for right now, it's beginning with, but not exclusive to, let's first of all repeal the 60s. And of course, the 60s very often aren't really the beginning of anything. They're just a continuation. The real beginning of course, is you know, 1865, the Civil War ends, and people start to get, in various ways, more rights granted to them that had not been granted to them originally by the writers of the Constitution. So I want to say they're getting new rights. They're just getting the rights that they should have had all along, mm -hmm. like black people being citizens, like getting equal protection under the law, like women being able to vote like black people being able to vote without having to tell you how many beans are in the jar um, w with people who are not of the same skin color that you are being able to uh, sit on the bus anywhere they want or go to school and sit next to you, all these kinds of things. And this is just another piece of that puzzle. Would you not agree? It's just bring it on. Let's, sure. Let's, let's get rid of this one. Sure. Um, everything. That was another one of those a few weeks ago when uh, they did overturn Roe v. Wade. There were some people like, well, I guess that, that thing about interracial marriage, that loving decision is going to be coming up next. Oh, shut up, stupid liberal. That's not going to happen. They'll never do that. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to go with gay marriage, I, I don't know what the next domino to topple would be after that. I, I can tell you how they'll do that one. That's easy. Yeah. You can't go, well, Clarence Thomas is married to a white woman. Therefore, they're going to avoid it. It's never going to come up. No. It's going to be from that day forward. Right. Their grandfather. They're going to grandfather in, of course, all previous ones. Because yeah. that would be really mean. <laughs> that, that's what they'll do. That's, in other words, um, this is a bad analogy, but with abortion, they're not going back two years, five years, six years of looking for people who had abortions no. to prosecute them. No, that do it. It's it's from now going forward. So that's kind of a that's kind of a an, an interesting wiggle. Um I would think what can you imagine if if uh they, they take a case about interracial marriage and remember 
you know, they, they take a case and they argue it in uh, November and they don't make the decision or they don't announce it until the next June. So you would cause a rash of interracial marriages that may have been at the point. Oh, here's my fiance. Guess who's coming to dinner? No, they're all going to run out and get married um, uh, ahead of time. Isn't that it's got to happen, right? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, everything's on the table and I'm not sure exactly, you know, why there's such a B under Ted Cruz's bonnet, unless he thinks this is his chance to be president. Like he can ride this one to be the nominee for the Republican party. Do you think that's, that's probably what he's thinking? Uh, that's just, that's just part of his repertoire. It's just an, another thing. Speaking of Texas, um, and I'm, I'm working this out. I'm, I'm, this is real time working this out. Cause sure. I, I just haven't thought of it. Cause Thursday, at the uh, the hearing in in Washington by the January sixth committee, apparently it's going to be built. the The main theme um, is going to be how Donald Trump did nothing, and of course he actually encouraged, but then was completely passive and actually thrilled as to what he was seeing on January sixth. Um, you know, we we know the groups that were supportive of this, that there's a connection. You know, it all weaves together, and they're going to try to tie it all up uh, on Trump's lack of behavior, of, you know, dereliction of duty, whatever you want to call it, and being responsible for the deaths because he did nothing. Now, does that sound eerily familiar with what happened in Texas at an elementary school? couple of months ago Number eight. Number it's not that the police officers and the the, uh, the state police and everyone all was it 376 people who were there correct none of them were happy with what was going on i'm not i would never impugn them to say they're as bad as trump but in terms of their inaction in terms of their inaction in the face of death a crisis mm-hmm. um, something knowable uh, uh hear, hearing not, the scream hear, hearing the screams of children in real time right and 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 not stopping it there's there's some kind of bizarre symmetry there uh in other words if 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 i was a editorial cartoonist if i was a good one uh i would put trump in a police officer's uniform and put him in the school in Uvalde, because remember, issue number one is no one was in charge, right? No one gave any orders to anybody, and no one questioned the fact that there wasn't someone in charge, which made it even more unbelievable with these hundreds of of mostly well-trained, very well-equipped people. So I would draw the cartoon, and I would put Trump suddenly in there um, as, I'm in charge, do nothing. Okay, don't do a thing. That's so this, how it works. This yeah. Pete, Ar- this Pete Arandando character, he becomes the Donald Trump of that that situation, sort of. In a way, yeah, yeah. It's um, a the the report was issued in case you missed it, and I don't think you did on Sunday. I think this was the Texas House investigation, and uh, they mostly blamed Pete Arandando and the Uvalde uh, Police Department there, the city, whatever they call that. But they also 
kind of split the baby at the end and said, well, there was a lot of other agencies on, on scene and they probably should have done something too. So there was some, uh, some stuff there. And they, as Brad said, there were nearly 400, four zero zero law enforcement agents on the ground in some way, shape or form. And nobody could figure out who was in charge. Nobody could figure out what to do protocols that had been studied, well-established were not really even brought into question or even talked about. And that's when they sat there. 77 minutes, I believe, is the word that I'm getting. 77 minutes that they just kind of stood around and didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, it, it's just it's just beyond words. It's, it's beyond sad. It's beyond horrible. Um, and when you read or hear about the history of this guy who did it, this could set the all-time record for red flags going up everywhere. Right. Um, I mean, everybody knew. I, I mean, his nickname, his nickname in school was the school shooter. His, it, 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 it was, it was. Um, you know, we kind of said, well, oh, in his yearbook, it said most likely to, to shoot up. He said it. He told people that he was going to do this. He, he was absent a hundred days a year, several years during his school days. That's a signal. You've got somebody trouble and, and nothing was done. Yeah. Not, nothing was done. Um, there's, it was there. It was there yet, yet, he was able to obtain firearms so easily, mm -hmm. so quickly. And it appears that he had never, ever even shot a gun. This was the first time. But I, I guess that's a testament. I would assume that the gun manufacturer should be taking out an ad saying, this is how great our product is. You don't ever have to have used it first time oh yeah no you don't need practice you don't need experience you don't need any of that that's right our our weaponry is is so excellent but but uh um you know between fitting the demographic profile male 18 years old right right there same thing every time white male um I don't know. I, I, I don't know how, how we, we if, if, if tomorrow we had uh, every, every kind of reasonable gun regulation that we should have in this country, you know, the number of weapons that are out there is so massive that I guess all of these people who, and, you know, they do buy them new. Uh-huh. Isn't that interesting? You know, we need to check it because it does seem that certainly in the last couple shootings, the guy up in uh, Illinois, the July 4th shooter, right, and uh, the Uvalde, Texas shooter, a lot of these young guys, they buy new guns. So if if we could, could completely make that an airtight situation, what would happen? I would guess... That then you go to the secondary market and the millions and millions, tens of millions of guns that are going around, that 
they would still be able to be obtained. My, I, I guess, and, and you don't know the answer to this. This is rhetorical. If you couldn't buy guns so easily, new weaponry, would these kind of people just kind of by definition be deterred? Because I think that the easy access to buying a new gun does make it a lot easier to do this but an, then, there's an entire economic system based on them getting easy access to new stuff all right but but let's pretend that that economic system but no let's that's that's not guns. something you just skip by that's the that's the point of all of this is that, no, it, 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 no you're, you're right you're right it is but even if that was fixed yeah would that fix this problem and uh i think it would go a long way you know, nothing is perfect, and every time something happens, you know, everybody plays Monday morning quarterback and says, well, that wouldn't have prevented this or that wouldn't have prevented that. You know, uh, some guy in a, in a mall in Indiana kills three people, and there was somebody else in there with a gun who took the guy out. That was the famous good guy with a gun scenario. And, of right. course, that will be used now for the next 500 years to prove that everyone walking around in a mall – or a public place should be armed in case something like this happens. But as you know, the numbers and the statistics of that happening are very, very small. It usually doesn't work out so easily. Uh, it doesn't work out so cleanly. And if in fact, happy, a good guy happy when it does, but, yeah, it, but the, it doesn't always work. Out. The good guy with the gun has caused a lot of problems and has re resulted in several deaths. There are a lot of stories about that as well. But no, they're going to try to hold this up as some sort of anecdotal example of exactly what could happen and why you stupid fuzzy headed liberals should allow every gun in hospitals and daycares and everywhere, everywhere in the world. Yeah. 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 There should be a vending machine the next time you go to a concert. Brad, when you go to the Greensboro Coliseum, and you should just be able to go ahead and swipe your card, grab an AR, head to your seat with some popcorn. That's 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 essentially what these assholes think. Speaking of that, are you uh, are, are you uh, up or down on going to see Springsteen here? Oh, I don't I don't think I'm going to go. I'm just not I'm not the kind of fan that. Uh, but I'll I'll be happy to let some other people enjoy it. I'm sure it'll be great. Well, they but weren't I'm, asking your permission. No, I'm not going to go. They would enjoy I'm, it. That wasn't. A... I would. I would almost feel guilty like taking the spot of somebody who's a bigger fan. To be honest with you. Well, that is the kind of selfless. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, I like that's... him. I don't love him. I mean, I, I know people who have seen him several times, and I'm sure if I went, it would be fantastic. Put on a great show, but I just feel like you know, I, it, it's just not. Uh, it's not for me. I'm telling you you have to go i'm not yeah you are yeah you are you're telling me no i it's, it's i saw him once that was enough for me i'm done it's like i mean and and when you get to this this stage in, in anybody's life really uh you know this last this may be the last chance you'll get to see him obviously and that's been the way it's been for a few tours now but there are a lot of fans who are like hey this but this is the last chance i'm going to get to see this guy and god bless you i'm glad he i'm glad he came back around and i'm glad he scheduled the show and god i wish pearl jam would do the same thing <laughs> We really wish that would have happened, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy wait, for everybody. Hold, hold on, hold on, wait a second. Yeah, you think what is Springsteen like 71, something yeah. like that? Yeah, you think he's near the end of the line? He seems like a kind of guy that he does, but we got, never know. 
easy. We, well, I, I know we never know. I mean, when somebody went and saw Janice Joplin when she was 26, yeah, nobody said, oh, you know, this could be the last time we get to see her. I think Come we're on. all I think we're all in agreement that 71 is way closer to the end than 26 for most people. I think we're, we're fairly we're fairly sure that that's the deal. You, you just don't you don't know. And you don't know if the guy's going to go, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to park the Jeep and write some poems. Bruce Springsteen would be the youngest president in U.S. history. <laughs> Nobody's making fun of his age. Just you get up to a certain point in time. How long yeah, has he been? He's in good shape. He, you know, yeah, he, I, I, I grant you all of that. But he's, he's sure. also been he's been rocking for fifty years now. You know, fifty years. There aren't a lot of people at the you know after doing it after fifty years that keep continuing to do it. This could be your final time. I've said that, you know, I've said that for Pearl Jam. They've been a band for 30 years. There aren't many bands that are around for 30 years. Next time I see them could be the last time. They may just decide, fuck it, we're going to go home. We hate each other. It's over. We're going to surf. You, you never know. You just have no idea if that's the last time you're going to be seeing that person. Uh, so Rolling Stones are at 60, okay? Mm -hmm. they, they, their, odometer, their odometer has never been turned back. They're at 60 years. Anecdotal, yes, but that's accurate. Okay. They would they would be in the rare 5.000001% of, of right. people, and, yeah. And um, uh, as you know, it's it's already been determined that if the planet warms, death starts to sweep the earth, famine occurs, storms get worse, Keith Richards will survive it all. Of course, yes. There's no he question about that. Be, I've never bet against that. Well, well and, and we'll take that guy out. Nothing. And there have been various times in that band's history. 1980, 1981, people would have said, you'll never see them again. It's over. They're done. They folded it in. They can't stand each other. They want to kill each other. They're never coming back. You know, 1990 or something. Like like before that stupid Steel Wheels album came out. Oh, they'll, they'll never get back together. They hate each other. There's no possible way. That's happened about seven times in that band's history, right? Well, Britt, that's not unprecedented in, in American history when uh, the, the founders or the original starts to have hair. I said meet the press would go off the air when Lauren Spivak <laughs> that was retired. It. It's never going to make Larry it. Spivak. And, and it, by the way, that's the all-time most pathetic and obscure reference you'll ever hear on <laughs> Lauren Spivak. Post of I was I was hoping the Tonight Show would die with Jimmy Fallon, but it's still on, and they still have it. So it's no, no, the, the Tonight Show did die. Oh God, <laughs> nobody told. Just they haven't told it yet. They haven't told him yet. That the audience apparently hasn't hasn't clued into it yet. Not uh, not going to happen. Not you need happen. to. We need to talk about Kentucky Jewgrass. No oh, boy, the, the Kentucky Jewgrass story needs to be explored for a little bit here. Oh, boy. Well, you know, everything is it's blowing up here. On my we have thing. fans of the Brad and Britcast in uh, Kentucky. Yeah, I'll bet we do. We do. They, they listen uh, quite a bit. All right, here we go. This is Bracken County, Kentucky. Hello. Wherever that is. Uh, Friday morning, the Republican Party shared a post about the new director of uh, the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, his name is Steve Dettelbach, D-E-T-T-E-L-B-A-C-H. He's Jewish. In that post, the Republican Party of Bracken County, Kentucky, said Dettelbach was, quote, part of the Jewish junta. Junta. A great junta. word. <laughs> That's one way. That was a big 80s word, as I recall. It was a big 40s or 30s word. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The chairman of the Kentucky Jewish Council, Rabbi Shlomo Litvin, said it's an attempt to silence our community and we will not be silenced. Uh, There's a line that's been making its way around social media. The Jews are tired. That was initially a part of my response. Yeah, we're tired of it, right? Uh, The head of the county responded and said, I was made aware of an inappropriate post on our Facebook page. The post does not represent the values of the Bracken County Republican Party, which means it always represents the values of the Republican Party. Because <laughs> as we know, does. the real anti-Semites are the liberals, right? The Democrats right. are the real anti-Semites. incredibly insensitive. We'll investigate how this occurred. We'll commit to a tighter oversight of our social media going forward. According to the Louisville Courier-Journal, uh, Mr. Kirkendall later told them the page was hacked and they decided to just get rid of their entire Facebook page because they were getting, that's right, hacked. Here we go. It's I got the, hacked. Every time. Every time it's, it's, it's like that. Right? That's great. It's usually porn. It's usually like a, a screenshot of somebody, you know, jacking off to Pornhub and that's, oh my God, my phone's been overtaken by an alien. Rabbi Litvin wasn't having any part of that bullshit. He says, come on, it doesn't matter where it came from. It was on their page. Um, and he says, this is not the first time. And, and by the way, there's a uh, there's a, a, a Jewish guy running for mayor of Louisville. You may remember this story came and went, but because it was Louisville, it didn't get quite the, uh, there was an attempted assassination on him a few months ago. Oh, right. Yeah. Remember that? I think they've got a. I think they got a long and storied history of uh, of, of Jewish community in Louisville. There's a Jewish hospital in Louisville, for example. Oh, I mean, there's a, there's a big Brit, Brit, Brit they're everywhere. <laughs> and by the way, Bracken County is southeast of the famous airport in Covington, Kentucky, which is actually the Cincinnati airport. So it's about 42 miles southeast is what we're looking at, right along the High River, Brad. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's uh, that, that that's Kentucky. Uh, now when that do you it's people. More- when do you people have your junta meetings? Is that a Zoom call or what? What do you guys? When do you guys do that? When we have thirteen men available. <laughs> we have 13. thirteen Jewish guys. <laughs> um, uh, now that it's uh, being talked about out in the open, even more than it has been in the past, I think we can talk about it here the uh the polling and the the surveys and and the rest i think we alluded to this last week i don't think we 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 went all in on it about uh joe biden's age uh, donald trump's unfitness and the dreadful possibility of a rematch in 2024 i i, I just can't you remember when you were a kid because you were a kid when this was going on, but I know you know it. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the Lakers and the Celtics would play every fucking year in the NBA Finals. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. It really got tired. And, oh, again? Oh, again. And, of course, it was a, a big show because they were two popular teams with national constituencies. And they were the, the, the direct opposite of each other. One team, right, was, right. Tr- one team was tragically white. One was appropriately black. There was East Coast, <laughs> West Coast, all of those things. Right, all, all that. Um, but that pales in comparison to the uh, idea, the possibility, the dread that we see down the tracks 
if Trump announces the opposition falls away and he becomes the candidate again, and I'm putting aside all the the reasoning that he's doing it, which, of course, the only reason really is to try to make himself immune from prosecution and investigation well, that, that and that, that's now the family business <laughs> that, that is the that's how he makes money right, right. but but what just putting that aside and, and, and let's just say it does happen because i i think we have to get way past it it can't happen because you know we didn't think it would happen when he fucking fell down that escalator and and started being a racist five minutes later we thought oh, that's probably not a great start well you know what do we know um so if he if he stumbles on through um, and Joe Biden, in the most oblivious fit of it's not all about me when it's all about me, says I'm going to run at age 82 for a second term. What do we have to show for it here? What, mm-hmm. what the hell happens? Can you imagine the debate between those two? This time, and it was bad enough the last time. Okay, uh, and yeah, Trump gets more crazy, probably from a, a physiological point of view, brain-wise, every day, every day. Yeah. So add on another two years, more than two years, before the presidential election, and he'll be even crazier. It's these guys. He'll be these guys right here. That's who you'll be seeing on the debates. I'm holding up the guys from the Muppets and the, uh, for those of you who are not, this is not visual. Yeah, that's, it'll be those two. But there, uh, you, I think you're looking at this the wrong way. There's also like the certain thing about people who get to a certain age don't give a fuck what they say. So anything could come out of their mouths. I mean, when you have a couple of senior citizens up there, that would be something. Yeah, but I, I, I think you're underselling that. Yeah. I think it's way, way more than that. I mean, Trump has been that way since he was probably mm. eight. Okay. Sure. Has never cares. That's part of uh, that's part of the shtick. Um, and you know, Joe Biden, you know, just, just gaffs his way through. Most of the time, it's not a big deal, but it gets amplified and it gets gets turned into a into a thing. And you know, he makes so, a, a week. You know, so you know. I'm um, I'm 18 years old in 1988. That was the first election, the presidential election I could I could vote in, and. Um, this is part of the gener- Generation X angst at the time was we had George H.W. Bush was elected president, I think everybody knows, in 1988. So part of our angst was, oh, my God, we've had the two oldest presidents in U.S. history elected back to back, Reagan and George H.W. Bush. This has lapped that times a million. Uh, right? that, that, that was nobody child's nobody even to remembers that, that anymore. <laughs> See, that's interesting that you remember that because as you say it, I, I recall it being a thing, but it was a thing for about a minute. Right. Because um, it turned out that George H.W. Bush, his age was not relevant at all. He was a sprightly guy, went on to live many, many more years and started jumping out of airplanes every year to celebrate um, his his birthday. So it, it really didn't matter. He was, uh, you know, in, in great shape and, and all those kind of things. So, it, it, but you're right. We've, Reagan, right, for his second term, I think he was 73. Right. When he 
was reelected. But he was gone. He was completely gone. I mean, his mind was completely gone that second term. It was, it was certainly well. Yeah, it was certainly on its way. It was certainly he, he on was its he way. was done. They were he was not. I mean, at least the in, in the past couple right, last but, couple of years, he wasn't right, running the country. But imagine imagine Reagan at age eighty two. Yeah, running. I mean, by the time he was eighty two, there was nothing left. Yeah, but we, we've had he so many. Totally, but, he was totally into Alzheimer's. We've had so many medical advances since the '80s, and Prevagen's been on the market for a while. It, really, not, no, it's it, it, yeah, it's, it, it's it's disconcerting. I mean, I'm like, I'm I'm not crazy about it. You know, I was reading, and I don't follow this the way that some people do. I'm I'm pretty into politics, but not as hardcore as some people. The the fix in the Washington Post, they've got like a running top ten list of Democratic contenders. Right. You've seen it. Saw it. Roy Cooper's Roy, in. Roy, Roy Cooper at number nine. He's been as high as number six. I mean, I don't. I, I'm. I'm very. I'm. I'm a little shocked. I don't and know. By the way, remember, he, he only made it number six because the Beatles held the first five spots. Those bastards. Been done before. Oh, uh, he loves me. I want to hold your hand. Blah 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 blah. You know, no, I. Oh, she loves you, but okay. Yeah, she loves me too. But that was the that was the flip side. You missed it. Um, so. Yeah, Roy Cooper, and I don't know what this – I mean, the selling point for people who do this sort of stuff in Washington, who kind of slide the name over, go look at this guy, go look at this guy. You know, it's the purple state guy, and he's been able to avoid I – I, I don't know. Again, I love Roy Cooper. I'd vote for him again, but I, the slogan is, the boring Democrat we need. I think that's basically the selling point for Roy Cooper. But he's been able to do a lot. They, they pointed out in the little piece that I saw – he didn't even really want to run for governor when he was attorney general, but they were like, yeah, you might, you might want to go ahead and do this. You might want to go ahead and make this happen. And he right. did, and he ran against Pat McCor, and he won. It was a very close race. No, but it, you know, it's just good to be in the mix. It's good to be on the list. It, it is. doesn't matter whether you're going to do it or not. I just, you, I just want know. to remind and people, people who are watching this outside of North Carolina, listening to this outside of North Carolina, what an absolute shit show this state would be if Dan Forrest was the governor. If the guy who was running against Roy Cooper had been governor right now, wow. you, it would it would you would be lining up teenage girls uh, and and having giving them ultrasounds like at truck stops right now. It would be it would be absolutely disastrous. Oh, we'd, we'd be in, in terms of uh, abortion laws and things of that sort. Oh, it, it would be dreadful. Having a Democratic governor is the last backstop against insanity and. Uh, having a Democratic governor won't mean anything if, in November, the Republicans in this state increase their lead in the legislature, in the bodies of the legislature, to be, get veto-proof majorities. And they're not that far away from it, uh, which means they could start passing all this draconian bullshit that you see in other states and the governor would have uh, no power to stop it. So there is, there really is a lot on line. But I'm going to say something. I know you've never heard this before. This is the most important election of your life. It is of our lives. Do we, do we know if our crazy ass uh, Lieutenant governor is actually going to run for governor? Has he declared yet? Well, but that's not for, that's not till 24. So still you got to get on the ground going and the presidential election is not till 24 either, Brad. I know. Well, but, we don't we don't care we have a lot of shit to take care of in the in the interim we we have to make we have to try to flip the senate seat in north carolina from from richard burr to the uh, democrat sherry beasley and not let the fucking gun store owner 
nominee of the Republican Party, Ted Budd. Well, that's what we were. I mean, when we talked about this earlier, we were talking about the easy access to guns. She hasn't tagged him with that. And I think that's obviously like something they've looked at, but they don't want the crazy ass gun grabber folks here in North Carolina the people screaming about that to be railing about that. So she does, she uses the soft touch on that. The Ted Budd has been the guy who has economically benefited from laws that allow dangerous people to easily get their hands on dangerous weapons. I think, uh, I, I think whatever you appear to be saying about a reticence to go after Ted Budd on guns right now is not because she's afraid of the gun grabbers or the, the you- gun nuts. I think, I think it's a deliberate strategy to hold back until the right moment oh. uh, because you don't want to you don't want to use it all up right now i mean we're yeah because you're i'm the guy that said it really doesn't start until labor day i'm the guy that came up with yeah. that so yes yeah, so that's that's when all that stuff and happens to be really cynical about it maybe she's waiting for about seven more mass shootings also next week 